This episode of the Launch Your Teens podcast is brought to you by Signature Orthodontics in St. Paul and White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Signature Orthodontics, where you're treated by experts, treated like family. Online at SignatureSmilesMN.com. You're listening to episode five of the Launch Your Teens podcast, where we help parents of students ages 12 to 26 set their kids up to graduate college completely debt-free, ready to jump directly into careers they excel at and love, even if they don't get a single scholarship. I'm your host, Jeannie Berlowski. You're proud of your teen daughter for working hard and saving money, but could her little pile of cash actually reduce the amount of financial aid she'll receive when it's time to go to college? Yikes, the answer is yes. If your daughter has a nice little stash of cash in her own name during the period of time when your family finances are scrutinized to figure out how much you can probably afford to pay for college, your daughter will be asked to contribute a significant portion of that money to pay her own college bills. How can you help your daughter hang on to as much of her hard-earned money as possible? Stay tuned because today we're going to cover exactly that. We're going to look at five safe legal ways that teens can save up their earnings without reducing future financial aid awards. First, you might want to suggest that your daughter stash her extra money away in retirement accounts before January 1st of her 10th grade year. And right now you're thinking, retirement accounts? Really? She is 15. I'm absolutely serious. If your daughter stashes her extra cash away in a retirement account, such as a Roth IRA, by December 31st of her 10th grade year, it'll be safely tucked away and won't be considered at all in financial aid calculations. The financial aid system won't come and get large chunks of it to pay for her college. If, though, she tries to stash cash in retirement accounts between January 1st of 10th grade and January 1st of her sophomore year of college, that very likely will reduce future financial aid awards. If you've never before heard about this magic date, January 1st of 10th grade, you can get a clear explanation of what it is, why it matters, in an article I've written titled, urgent info for parents of ninth graders. And if your child's in the first half of 10th grade, the article applies to you as well. I will put the link in the show notes. Now let's go on to the second way your daughter can save up her earnings without reducing her future financial aid awards. Let's say your daughter has money that she plans to use to pay for college. She's planning to use it in the next four years, so she sure doesn't want it tied up in some kind of retirement account. Yet, she doesn't want the government looking at that money and saying, oh, you've got such a nice chunk of cash there, sweetie, so we're going to reduce your financial aid award. You don't need our help. No college student wants to hear that. So what can she do? Where can she safely and legally put her college savings where it won't be noticed by the financial aid calculation process? And incidentally, this is completely safe and legal to do. 
she could put the money she really wants to save for college into a 529 college savings plan owned by her grandparents with her named as the beneficiary. Money saved in this way won't affect your daughter's future financial aid awards at all. As long as she takes the money out and spends it on qualified educational expenses after January 1st of her sophomore year of college. That's the point at which an influx of cash of any kind can no longer hurt her future financial aid awards. Now, if you're like a lot of parents, you're thinking, why not just put her college savings into a 529 plan owned by her own parents? Well, she can, and a lot of students do, but if she does this, her future financial aid awards will be reduced by 5.64% of whatever that amount is. In other words, if she puts $1,000 into a 529 college savings plan owned by her own parents, her future financial aid award will be reduced by $56.40. I'd love to explain to you why a grandparent-owned 529 college savings plan is a great place to put college savings. To do this, I'd like to give you just one article that explains everything that students, parents, and grandparents need to know about this strategy. It's a great article, very clear and helpful, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Okay, ready to hear the third way teens can save up their earnings without reducing future financial aid awards? Suggest that your daughter always know exactly where her safe income line is. And here's how this works. Between January 1st of her 10th grade year and January 1st of her sophomore year of college, your daughter will be able to earn just a certain fixed amount of money each year without cutting into her future financial aid awards. As of 2019, that amount is $6,570 per year after taxes, which amounts to right around $7,162 before federal, FICA, state, and other taxes are taken out. This amount gets adjusted upwards slightly each year for inflation. You should also be aware that the fixed amount of income I just described will not include any of her earnings from college work-study programs, from co-op college programs, or from graduate school assistantships or fellowships. Income from those sources never counts against her for financial aid purposes, no matter how high they might be. And this is a great reason to always accept work-study, co-op college programs, assistantships, and fellowships whenever they're offered. If you're wondering what co-op college programs are, they're fantastic. I cover them on pages 161 to 165 of my book, Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. Okay, let's go on to the fourth way teens can save up their earnings without reducing future financial aid awards. The fourth way is earn right up to the line, right up to the limit, and then don't go one toe over it. Wouldn't it be a great goal for your daughter to try to earn exactly $6,570 after taxes each year, starting on January 1st of 10th grade and stretching until January 1st of her sophomore year of college? She could keep every penny she earns and not have to stash any extra cash away in a grandparent or parent 529 college savings plan, 
Think of it this way. If your daughter earns $9 per hour at her non-work study job, she may want to stop working and put more time into volunteering once she's worked about 795 hours in each of these years, starting January 1st of 10th grade and ending January 1st of the sophomore year of college. Now you might be wondering, why would our daughter have to be careful about her earnings while she's in college? Are, aren't all the financial aid decisions made before she ever moves into the dorm her freshman year? Nope. You as parents will be filling out the FAFSA financial aid form in October of 12th grade, October of the freshman year of college, October of the sophomore year of college, and October of the junior year of college. If your daughter's income shoots up during any of those years, financial aid she thought she would be getting could be yanked away. January 1st of her sophomore year of college is the magical date when her earnings can no longer affect her college financial aid awards, so she can earn all she likes after that. The fifth way your daughter can save up her earnings without reducing future financial aid awards is to wisely spend down most of her cash just before October 1st of her freshman year of college, sophomore year of college, and junior year of college. I, I'm not talking about buying a car or going on a trip to the beach. The best idea is to call the bursar's office at her college or university and see if she can use her cash on hand to prepay some of her upcoming college bills. Are you wondering why this would be a good idea? It's because October 1st of the junior year of college will be the last time she'll submit a FAFSA financial aid form to get financial aid for her undergraduate years. To get maximum financial aid to help pay for her senior year of college, she'll just wanna make sure she has as little money sitting around in accounts in her name as possible on that date. About one month after she fills out this last FAFSA form, you could have her go to her college's financial aid office and just ask, hey, can I get extra aid to help pay for my senior year of college? After all, who knows? She may very well look poorer and more in need of help at this point than she did in the fall of her senior year of high school. We've talked a lot today about teens earning their own cash and preserving it wisely. Before you leave me today, be sure to read the helpful article I've written on why every teen and college student needs a part-time job. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. If you've enjoyed today's episode, you can get the show notes, including all the links I've just mentioned, at jeannieberlowski.com podcast. Just look for episode five. You can also join our cause. Become a part of our mission to get high quality, debt-free college and career planning into the hands of as many families as possible. You can become a part of what we're doing in three ways. First, share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or however it is you like to share content. And second, please post a rating or a review of this podcast on iTunes. Every review helps us to increase our rankings and create more awareness of the help we offer here. Third, please consider becoming a day or month sponsor of this program by supporting my work for as little as $2 a month on patreon.com. 
Your support helps me bring free help to low-income families who could never afford to pay for it. Learn more at patreon.com slash debtfreecollege. I'm Jeannie Berlowski, author of the book that is the comprehensive guide to debt-free college and career launch, how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward. It's available on Amazon at bit.ly slash Berlowski. To learn about my background and credential for being able to give you all these suggestions and to find out about everything I provide that helps parents get kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward, be sure to listen to episode one of this podcast. Thanks again for joining us at Launch Your Teens. Please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts and follow me on Twitter at jberlowski. Until next time, remember, with just a little help, you can get the kids you care about through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward. Hey, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, you're seeing me in my studio recording the podcast that other people only hear on audio, on iTunes or anywhere else high-quality podcasts are found. To keep seeing me here on YouTube, be sure to like, share, and subscribe below. Note that information provided by Jeannie Berlowski, JeannieBerlowski.com, and the Launch Your Teens podcast is for general informational purposes only. Because an academic strategist cannot control student grades, test scores, individual family situations, or how well or how thoroughly parents follow offered suggestions, no representation, warranty, or guarantee can be made, and no liabilities assumed regarding any individual's ability to graduate college debt-free or succeed in career or in life. The author and publisher of this material are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, financial planning, or other professional service, and therefore do not assume and hereby disclaim any liability to any party for any loss, damage, or disruption caused by errors or admissions, whether such errors or admissions result from negligence, accident, or any other cause. Seek the advice and counsel of a properly licensed attorney, accountant, certified financial planner, or other licensed professional for specific guidance on how to apply these principles to your family's individual financial situation.